Hello and welcome to the Backwards Infect. You can reach us if you have any questions at Twitter, at the Backwards Infect. We are also on Gmail. Anybody that wants to talk or have any questions, feel free to contact us. Welcome, as always. I'm here with my brother, Luke. Luke, how you doing, brother? Good, man. Good to be here. Good. Um, um wanted to get into it with a backstory of of the backwards infect and and how it came to be uh for the for the listeners maybe first time listeners but so about 20 years ago i was i guess you could say searching for something more that i didn't have that i hadn't found yet and it wasn't really an intellectual thing or necessarily a thought process. So I had the suffering of, you know, what the world and the anxieties that you can build up. But I also had something inside of me that was seeking or searching and I didn't quite understand it. So I found someone that you would call and what we talk about as spiritual teachers or a person that shows you the door, um, a guide. Uh, I found that person. And when I heard it, it was a different kind of listening. It was something that we talk about the word resonate or resonation all the time and within. So it's, it's listening but something's happening internally. I'm, I'm hearing something and I'm immediately trusting with mechanisms in my body that I don't know why I have this blind trust and, and I feel love. So 20 years ago, I was shown the door and it was so blatant that I said, okay, I know where the door's at. I'm going to push through it. And why you would push through that is because of the anxieties of life and not, not feeling like, you know, you're a hundred percent. You've heard the people that talk about, even when they get in their forties, they have the, the house, the cars, the boat, but they feel like something's missing in their life. So they still have a bit of hollow, even though they may be doing the correct things that society is telling them to do, but they're not getting a hundred percent wholeness out of that. So I did, it took me about two weeks and I broke through and had a spiritual awakening and begin to see things differently. One of the first things I noticed was that everything was backwards. And I, I just kept saying that to myself even down to going outside and looking at trees or nature. I knew that I would looked at trees backwards my whole life, but then compare that to everything around you. I realized in, in the first moments of awakening that you're just subject to the culture of where you're born at, whether it be, organizations, religions, any type of belief systems, you're subject to learn those and be molded by 
by those organizations on top of anything that may negatively happen to you in your life. So you have a compounding effect as you grow older in a type of backwards nature. Now, fast forward and well, and after that, I kind of went silent and I wrote some, we didn't have the kind of platforms that we have today, but I did do some writing and I did do some sharing with close people, nothing on the level of, you know, throwing out a podcast out in, out into the airwaves, like, like now, but I had some outlets. So fast forward 20 years, roughly. And always maintained a relationship with my brother, Cain. And he has a spiritual awakening one day when we're talking on the phone to the likes of a snap awakening or a rug pull, whatever you want to call it, a different kind of awakening, but one where, you know, a couple minutes and some things were gone and then he was filled up with something completely different. Um, and I was able to witness all that firsthand. So a couple weeks went by and we kind of discovered that, you know, we have a lot of platforms out there. We, we need to put out our story and, and possibly talk to people, but, definitely have conversations between us um, just based on the uniqueness of two people interacting as we've seen, you know, in the current market that usually it's a one man show. So we found it very unique that you have not only two people, but two brothers who actually grew up together, who actually perceive things totally different after spiritual awakening that are able to, you know, bounce things off in a forum where it is actually transformative conversation. So being able to listen and possibly get some kind of good resonating vibes from this podcast, all that we are committed to is that, you know, if you like the program or if you're getting anything good out of it, that you pass it on or that you reach out to us and have a conversation. Um, that's pretty much the gist of it. And that's my spiel to start off tonight's show. I love it. Yeah. I'm just grateful you're there. I, I know it's um, it's been very special having this moment and then being able to share it with you and for us to have, even though different roads, um, you know, the similar, if not exact insights about everything. I'm just grateful you're there and um ready to shake some people and wake some people up. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was thinking about that too, thinking about listeners that may be uh, apprehensive and, um, 
just keeps coming to me that, you know, it's a safe space, even though there could be some, some things that we talk about pain, hurt, things leaving the body. They, I understand it could be very intimidating, but when we're talking about that kind of emotional pain, you're talking about, you're talking about pain that does hurt, but, but worth pushing through. We're not talking about like a broke arm. So it is something that you can withstand. It is something that you can, um, not, not have any hangups about, um, Yeah, pain is going to be your specialty. <laughs> <laughs> pain. I just want to wrestle egos. Well, ego too. I mean, that, that that I mean it it goes hand in hand. I just, you know, it yeah. can be overwhelming, especially if you if you're looking at the thought process of an ego that may be wanting to push through the door but but staring at something that looks just too painful to just take on. Yeah, they're all different. Mine was something I stared at and said, well, do I want to take that on? Yeah, it's going to hurt, but let's take it on. Yours was maybe someone comes on the show and we say a couple words and immediately they're able to see things differently. So I'm hopeful that a lot of that happens just because it's, it's beautiful as well. Yeah, it's funny because I mean, I really, I only understand it from that direction. Like I, even with you explaining it, I mean, conceptually, I get it, but it's, and I've heard like uh, Osho goes into it in depth about pushing through the pain and breaking through the pain. And I mean, he, he even mentions that it's not just your pain, like it's breaking through like a collective pain. I mean, he, he's got some interesting ideas on it, but it's all, it's funny how we're in the same spot in terms of conclusions, but the roads there were so different. Yeah, I can relate but to I, the collective, collective too. I mean, I, I, you are there is a sense of unraveling things, you know, in your mind's eye as you're pushing through, but there is a collective, uh, anxiety pain that I feel like just is sitting on your, sitting on your chest. Um, but if I can explain the pain just a little bit in more detail, it was, it's so hard to get really intimate with these details because it get it gets so descriptive as far as the pain. Because there's there's different emotions with that pain. Like there was love and there's pain. There's optimism. There's joy in that pain. 
Because once you truly understand that you found the door and you know that you're shining a light, because essentially that's what it is. If you found that pain, you found the light. So, so that you're vulnerable, you're sitting there in light, in presence, right? You've found that spot. It's very joyous to know that I found the door and it really freaking hurts. So you know you're in the right spot. So not knowing where the door is and then finally finding that path and knowing that anxiety is a good thing at this point and that there's going to be a door open and that pain is going to be dissolved. It's there's different layers of the, it's like breaking your arm. You just hurt like hell and you got to get to the doctor cause he's got to, he's got to fix it mechanically. So and probably take some pain medicine so it doesn't physically hurt anymore. I would want that pain to stop in my arm. The spiritual, emotional pain, it's almost like you don't want it to stop because you know you're in the right place. You want to move forward. You you get a sense of it's burning it out of you and you love that because you've found universal force, God, light, love that you never found before. And it was right under your nose. So is that the alchemy lesson? Is that the transmutation? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So you're just, you're learning the contrast. And like you just said, I mean, you're turning anxiety into something that's just a feeling. And then you're reclaiming your authority that that feeling doesn't have to be interpreted in the way that the conditioning has always told you it should be. You can interpret it a different way. Yes. And it's, 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 if you react to anxiety in the way that it, it, or that type of pain in your body that sends you around in circles, you stay in your head. So you're going to escape to not feel that pain in your head. You're going to go down a thought stream, but then you're going to pull back for just a second. You might experience presence for a half a second. You don't even know the doors right below your nose. Like you may, you may go outside and look at a bird for a split second. And you're like, Oh, I feel pain. I got to go in a thought stream again. They don't realize the sleep people are in a thought stream in an escape nearly 24 seven, nearly 24 seven. So when you start to meditate and you bring yourself to, to present for more than half a second, two seconds, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, all of that is like, it's effortless. I'm not saying you sit there and grit your teeth. I'm saying sit there and effortlessly stay in the presence and feel that pain and know that that it's a good thing and that there's going to be an outcome and that's you knocking at the door. It's actually you like drop kicking the door. Yeah, and that would have to... That would have to be more than likely like way more um, useful in terms of like numbers of people like your story 
like when you say like that's likely where like the vast majority of people are like at that spot where they're kind of unconsciously turning away from the pain and then reigniting the story in their head yes i believe yeah. that's pretty much where everyone's at um to yeah i do because even, even like take you for example i mean you were pretty happy with your life but you still had some pretty pretty good thought processes that you were tied up in pretty much almost all the time. So was there ever a time that you before was um, present for more than like a half a second? So had you built stuff so strong? Cause your ego construct was like pretty in depth, pretty in depth in intellectual. Like you, you even said, you know, from emotions and everything, you had built stuff so strong that it was really comfortable and your life was pretty, pretty good. Like there's not, there wasn't really any complaints because, but you had the constructs and maybe that's why it was a house of cards falling so fast, possibly. I don't know. I, I feel like some people like you have it built so mechanically well intellectually that you do avoid a lot of the pain. Cause I, I don't think that you can relate to a lot of, of what, what I'm talking about. And then there's some people, I guess you take like me who I don't think I had a lot of the intellectual constructs that you had built. So I felt a lot more than you, even though I was asleep. I knew what escaping into thought was, and I definitely had that going on. I definitely had escapes from the present moment, but I didn't. I don't think I had what you you had built. I think that may be the difference. It's just how how strong has someone made their construct? Mine was not as strong to where I was. I was I was in and out, maybe a little bit more of a seeker, but I didn't even know what it meant to be a seeker. I just knew there was probably something out there that could give you a little more than the experiences that we experienced in religion. And I knew that had to be true, but that was just something I knew within. It wasn't really a thought process. Yeah. So it, it would probably be way more likely that somebody is able to start to turn the lights on through more of just a quiet internal process. Like how likely is it that you can just talk to somebody and expose their ego to themselves? Like, was that just something that was available to us because like of the brother relationship and of the trust? Like, is that something that is even possible to do like in a normal setting with somebody that you're not necessarily all that close to? You just hear the right questions and, like you can see the mind control, but like, is it even possible to expose it through conversation? Well, I, that's, that's, that's a really, really good question. And I think that we're building trust with listeners as the, uh, you know, we've talked about, I've, I've listened to people. I trust 
people where they're coming from. So I think that there'll be situations where we're having conversations with people where they, they hear what's coming from within and there'll, there'll be a lot of automatic trust there and a lot of ways to, to help. Um, but as far as conversation, yeah, I hundred percent definitely think someone can wake up from a conversation, especially I've, I've listened to so many great conversations with, with people asking the right questions and that you can tell like everything is in the right question. Um, the probing questions like that, like someone we're sitting down with someone who's been going to participate in their religion for the last 20 years. And they're putting us to question like, no, they told me this. Why is that wrong? They're putting, so they're, they're reaching out a hand, but they're trying to make a case for their culture. Right. So they're yeah. saying, no, I've been taught this my whole life or no, I've seen it this way my whole life or no. And it's a, it's a beautiful conversation because it's putting me and you or within or oneness to question. It, it wants to be a part of that, but it's trying to break free of culture. So yeah, transformative conversation with people. I, 100%. I, yours is really unique. I mean, I, nothing surprises me anymore. So no, I, I believe the, we, we're just scratching the surface. 